This is Pastoring Out Loud, the last podcast for Bethlehem Baptist Church's South Campus, soon to be South Cities Church. Are you interested in hearing more about our church? Go to, for now, Bethlehem.church forward slash south. <laughs> hey guys, and soon to be South Cities.church, right? Yeah. You can, I just, I was looking forward to You can go there that. right now and, and see a, a nice little placeholder. Yep. Yeah. And I was looking forward to doing that. Anyway, hi guys. Hey, <laughs> Daniel's hey. not here, so I'm back in the host seat. And uh, yeah, we're going to uh, start talking about Advent this week. But before we do, random question. We have Matt Moore here filling hi. in. Hi. Hi. How, how are you? I'm good. Good. How are you? I'm doing well. Good. So random question. You moved up here a few years ago from Georgia. That's not correct. Nope. From... <laughs> Somewhere Try else. So Louisiana. Try Shoot. Yeah. Not Further Georgia. south. Further south. <laughs> Louisiana. Way to do a deep dive researching your... <laughs> no, I, yeah. For some reason, I don't know what I was thinking. I knew it was Louisiana. Uh, you how, should know that. We've been friends on Twitter since like 2012. I know. <laughs> That's true. That's okay. I remember when you got your dogs. Man, <laughs> all sorts of <laughs> Twitter friendship memories. Um, how have you adjusted to the winter? I love it. Yeah? Yeah. I thoroughly enjoy it. Really? Really? So what do you enjoy about it? Um, that it's not <laughs> that it's not hot. Okay. Yes. Louisiana is really hot. And I, I grew up in North Louisiana and then I spent the last seven years in South Louisiana. Mm-hmm. And it's hot year round. It's terrible. And the snow is pretty. I like the snow. Keep going. Nick needs uh, some more reasons I to did not, maybe appreciate so, the winter. Okay. Uh, what I did not appreciate at first was driving in wintry climate. Yeah. That was really uh, hard for me. It's a learning curve, isn't it? Yeah, but I got snow tires and an all-wheel drive vehicle, so now I feel comfortable. Because I remember our first, my first year of seminary, my roommate, I won't say his name, but uh, my roommate was from Texas, and the first year I was in the car with him driving the first time it snowed. And he tried to stop at a stop sign. <laughs> and he did not give the normal, you know, double your distance for stopping. And we just slid right through. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, this is different. Yeah. I'm glad <laughs> oh, you're still scary. here. I know. Yeah. 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 So I was a claims adjuster for like three years. So I, I used to hate the snow. Right. I was like, oh, it's pretty, but <clears throat> my job's going to be horrible for a week. Yep. Well, I still hate the snow. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was thinking about that because we are approaching, and I guess after this releases, will be after the first Sunday of Advent. Um, so we're kind of entering that Christmas season, the Advent season, where we meditate on both the first and second comings of Christ. Um, so just to set up Advent, kind of maybe what are some thoughts um, that you have about Advent in the church calendar? You know, what's its purpose for us as Christians and why do we, why do we pay? Cause some, some evangelical churches just like ignore Advent, right? Mm-hmm. They just don't even think about it. So why do we think it's important um, to, to take four weeks to, to do that? Oh, well, we've, we've talked about it before, but it's a, it's a wisdom call, obviously. It's not like you have to, or, um, or you shouldn't. Uh, the reason we think it's helpful is that uh, I think that people are helped by rhythms mm-hmm. and they're helped by seasons to focus mm-hmm. their hearts in particular ways. So we've done, we've made Advent a bigger deal here the last few years and we've made Lent even a little bit bigger deal, which isn't again, always the case with 
evangelical churches like ours. And the reason we do that is that we think it's helpful for us to, in these seasons, focus our hearts in particular ways. And so when you think of Advent, you're thinking of um, remembering that Jesus has come the first time. He's paid for our sins. Uh, He's rose again from the dead. And that grows in us in anticipation and eagerness uh, that he's coming again Mm -hmm. and he's going to make all things new. And so it's kind of, for me, the way my heart operates in Advent is kind of like a an eager waiting, yeah, uh, and, and expectation of he's going to come again soon. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I think that's what's helpful for me. Um, obviously, everyone just likes all the songs, yeah, and all the yeah, yeah. all the lights and stuff, right. and uh, and that's that's fun too. But my favorite part is kind of the theme of anticipation and eager waiting. Yep. Did you guys like <clears throat> growing up in churches? Uh, did you did your churches? Um, do Advent or did they? No, I actually Googled this morning to learn about Advent because <laughs> really, <laughs> I realized I'm like, I don't even know why we do that or what all the candles hmm. stand for. Or hmm. I bet there's a lot of people like me. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. 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 I grew up Lutheran. So we oh, yeah. were very totally. into Advent yep. and Lent and the different colored candles and everything. And I really liked that. I mean, it just was kind of like you were saying, mm-hmm. a rhythm built mm-hmm. into the church calendar, and it really helped me anticipate Christmas and Easter, mm-hmm. just to kind of spend that time looking ahead to that. Yep. Yeah, I'm glad we do something to recognize Advent. Yep. The other thing I think is helpful is that I, I would love to see us just, I don't there's something going on outside <laughs> that's quite distracting. Um <laughs> We're being invaded by something, I think. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to turn around and going to be an army of some sort marching towards me. But uh, the other thing I like about Advent is I think it ties us to both church history and to the universal church, and that these are kind of rhythms that uh, all, many faithful churches around the world have done, and they've done it for a long time in church history mm-hmm. uh, for these very the very patterns that we talked about. And I I think that's helpful too for us to just have a little bit more awareness of being tied to the churches around the world and the churches in church history as as our family. I think that's helpful. That's great. So uh, when this podcast releases, we'll have just done the first Sunday of Advent and uh, that was tied to the biblical theme of hope. And so let's just talk a little bit about biblical hope. What is that and uh, how are we... How do we see that tying into Advent? Yeah, so this year we decided to actually just do the traditional Advent themes that churches around the world and even throughout church history have kind of been celebrated and emphasized. So the themes of, I think the order they go in is hope, peace, joy, and love. I think that's the order mm-hmm. or it's, or hope, I don't know. I, can't I know the joy the is the third one. It's purple, yeah. purple, pink, purple. That doesn't help me at all, but I'm glad to know that. Um, I learned it this morning when I Googled it. Good good for you. Look at you making a contribution right (laughs) away. The pink one is joy, the shepherd's joy. Shepherd's joy. They couldn't come up with different colors for the other three? I don't know. I'm I'm new to this. Anyway. So so we're going to do the traditional (laughs) themes this year. And um, and again, just an attempt to tie us to the church uh, historically and the church around the world. And to me, hope is the most... uh, simple one to tie to the theme of Advent because you're thinking of Advent eagerly waiting. Um, we're, we're looking back on the reality that the hope of Israel, the hope of 
the Messiah coming has been fulfilled. And then we're also looking forward to the reality that we have this ultimate eschatological hope that Jesus is going to come and return mm-hmm. and make all things new, um, which right now is Christ in us, the hope of glory that someday he'll be with us and make all things new. So hope is easy that way for me to tie into Advent is here we are uh, on one side of hope. Jesus has come and he's he's made a lot of things uh, better by saving us from our sins and mm-hmm. giving us his Holy Spirit. And yet we're not yet home. Right. And we're hoping for the day when we're, we're finally home. Yeah, that's good. How is how is the idea of biblical hope maybe different from the way that our culture or our world thinks about hope? You guys have any thoughts about that? Is there any difference? Yes. I th- I mean, we in common language today use hope to uh describe how we feel about um like Nick may say, I hope it doesn't snow tomorrow. Yeah, it's just like things that we want to happen that may or may not right. come to pass, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Stacy? Yes. <laughs> over to you, Stacy. It's like a well, news anchor desk over here. We're, we're, working on our, we're working on our chemistry with Matt here. It's yeah. new. It's awkward. Yeah. Yes. I think that's I how we... I hope it in, gets better. In okay. Every, <laughs> so... <laughs> In everyday language, that's how we use the word hope. But in the Bible, I feel like hope is more, is meaning more um, putting your trust in kind of, or like fully relying on, Um, you know, we see that in the Psalms. Um, We putting, putting our hope in the Lord and it's a sure hope. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not just something like, oh, we hope this happens. Like he was saying, but it's a sure thing. Like God's the only one that we should be putting our hope in because, Everything else is, um, we can't rely on 100%, you know. Um, I was thinking of the verse Psalm 147, 11. The Lord delights in those who fear him, who put their hope in his unfailing love. Mm -hmm. So I feel like in that sense, put their hope in his unfailing love, like they're trusting in that, they're resting in that. Right. So that doesn't mean like, oh, I hope that God will love me unfailingly, right. like like we think about hope in the world, yep. like he might or he might not. No, he does. It's a promise. And so that that changes, you know, how we think about hope. Yeah, and, the, and in the New Testament, hope is like shorthand for what's what's coming ultimately. Right. It, it, what, what's the verse that's the assurance of things unseen? That's in Hebrews. Yeah. Um, and then I just think even of, of Romans where it says, through him we have also obtained, Romans 5, 2, obtained access by faith into the grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And then it goes on to say, endurance produces character, and character to, character produces hope, mm-hmm. and hope does not put us to, sh- put us to shame. Mm-hmm. So yep. it's this, uh, it's going to happen. That's right. that's what that's what hope means in the in the New Testament. It means it's gonna happen. And so when we say our hope is in Jesus, it's it's uh it's certain, like Stacy said, and it's referring to this thing that's promised. Right. Um and so it's not it's it's almost completely different than the way we use it yeah. in language today. You know, we don't have to we hope it doesn't snow or we hope it you know, I hope we don't get COVID again and miss Thanksgiving. Um but I know I'm one gonna, more day to go, but Dave. No, I know. <laughs> I know I'm going to be with Jesus forever. Right. And that's that's the way the New Testament's talking about hope. Yeah. Yep. 
I think the the Old Testament too. I mean, the psalm that yep. I think you wrote on in your email and that was assigned to this yep. podcast episode, yep. 42.5, hope in God for I shall again praise him. Yep. Not, I really hope I might yeah. be able to be happy, you know, with mm-hmm. God again. Mm-hmm. Yep. I shall, I will, it will mm-hmm. happen. And that was actually, that was going to be my next question is mm-hmm. the sermon <clears throat> with, mm-hmm. that you use for hope is on Psalm 42. So yep. how does that psalm use yep. hope? Yeah, the same way. Um, and I think that when we read the Old Testament, we can now as whole Bible readers uh, that have the New Testament and know how it's all been fulfilled. The, the key phrase, I think, in Psalm 42, to Matt's point, is the reason that there's this sure and steady hope in the midst of suffering and breakers breaking over the psalmist and just his way to describe kind of the tumult of life is the steadfast love of the Lord, which means covenant love. And we know that the ultimate covenant love of God now is in Christ. And so we can, we can hope even when uh, our hope is sure, even when life is rough, the world is crazy, we're anxious, we're depressed, we can still have hope because all the promises of God still find their yes in Jesus, even eternal life. Yep. And so that, that's the way the, and the psalmist in Psalm 42, he's really uh, preaching to himself I want to want God the amount I should want him if I understood how sure the hope was. Yeah. That's, that's really what he's saying is like a deer pants for water. That's how much I want you. And yet I find in myself these moments where my, my tears are my food. And I'm, so I'm going to tell myself again, hope in God. Keep, keep hoping because he's actually more real than all these circumstances are. Yep. That's good. Stacy, do you have any, you're looking up something in the- Well, I was just looking at the text, the Psalm 42, and it's just, it's not like some cheery, oh, just have hope, you know, like be happy and have hope. I mean, when you read this Psalm, I mean, like Dave was just saying, my tears have been my food day and night. Like we're, we're going to go through these hard seasons mm-hmm. in one way or another, but we can, like he was saying, um, like preach to ourselves like what's true. Um, someday this is not going to be true mm-hmm. and we can, because of what Jesus has done. Right. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I, th- I just thought about that line in Christ, the solid rock I stand when all around my soul gives way, he then is all my hope and stay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so in the midst of the hardships of life, everything's going away, you know, he is our hope and it's mm-hmm. the hope of his unfailing love that will never leave us like Dave was talking about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. Anything else, guys, you want to add? I, I do appreciate how the psalmist in Psalm 42 kind of speaks to the ebb and flow of this experience in the Christian life. Like, it's not just my tears are my food and my soul thirsts for you, but I remember when I used mm-hmm. to praise you among the throng and leading the procession, you know, and I, mm-hmm. I remember this and I remember that. And mm-hmm. I think that. I don't know, at least for me, past experiences of a more felt reality of joy and hope Mm. helps me to feel confident um, when I tell myself, hoping God for you Mm. will again praise him. That's great. Awesome. Well, thanks, guys. Next week, the uh, I think the theme is peace. (laughs) So we'll uh, we'll talk to you then.